Astro Radio News Podcast. We are now approaching the four-month mark of the latest Israeli-Palestinian conflict with no end in sight to the violence. Since the attack by Hamas fighters on Israeli territory on October 7th and retaliatory strikes by Israel on targets in Gaza, more than a thousand Israeli fatalities have been recorded as well as a massive 21,000 deaths on the Palestinian side many of them women and children. This is on top of the catastrophic destruction of homes, hospitals and other public infrastructure within the Gaza Strip. As we turn our attention to the hope and fresh beginnings that 2024 is set to bring forth, let's not forget the plight of all those affected by these tragic developments in the Middle East. In this podcast, we take a look back at how the seeds of the latest conflict were first planted, the scale of devastation that the Palestinian people have to live with, and how we can begin seeking a long-term solution. To shed more light on the topic, we spoke to Dr. Muslim Imran, the founding director of the Asia Middle East Centre for Research and Dialogue. Dr. Muslim is now based in KL, but was born and raised in Palestine and provided us with an insider's look into what's happening there at the moment. He tells us that to understand what's going on now, we need to look into the past as far back as nearly eight decades ago. It's a very simple case of settler colonial occupation. We have been living in Palestine for thousands of years. Uh, Then eventually um, the the, uh, Zionist um, settlers came to Palestine with an agenda, with an expansionist, extremist ideology called Zionism. They started stealing our land, started killing our people, started uh, building their own settlements, changing the identity of our uh, country, and eventually... Uh, And unfortunately, they succeeded in creating the state of Israel and forcing out the Palestinians. So since this uh, occupation started some 75 years ago, all the way until today, the Palestinians have been subject to all sorts of uh, mistreatment, torture, with one single goal in the minds of the Zionist leaders to wipe out the Palestinian existence from Palestine. Ever since then, like Dr. Muslim explained, the Palestinians have had to contend with being driven out of their homes and seeing their land being taken over by Israel. And far worse, for those who are still there, they've been driven into and confined in territories like the West Bank and particularly the Gaza Strip, which have been Israeli-occupied territories since the 60s. Dr. Muslim says life in Gaza, which has been subject to numerous blockades and assaults in the past before the most recent bombardments, is particularly harsh, with no one allowed in or out of the territory, earning its unofficial title of an open-air prison. People should not continue to live in an open-air prison in a concentration camp like Gaza. They should have access to the world. I mean, if you continue to isolate the Palestinians into small cantons, Gaza is separated from the world. The West Bank is not any better, by the way. Uh, People think that uh, the uh, siege on the Palestinians is only in Gaza. But in the West Bank, the Palestinians are isolated into small Bantustan-like entities. There is a small residential area in Hebron, isolated from Bethlehem, isolated from Jerusalem, isolated from Ramallah. If you want to travel from Hebron to Ramallah, a few hundred kilometers, you have to pass through so many checkpoints. 
You have to be searched. You have to sometimes apply for a permit, a travel permit. Imagine going from Bukit Jalil to KLCC and passing through four or five military checkpoints where they search you, where they check your documents, uh, where sometimes they strip search you. Too much. That's too much. Now, the latest Israeli attacks on Gaza and the heavy casualties have once again drawn the eyes of the international community to what's going on there. Israel may be seen to have strong support among some Western nations, but there's no shortage of countries, including Malaysia, leading the cry for justice for the Palestinians. But in times of international conflict, our attention inevitably turns to the United Nations in the hope that the world body can at least lead the attempt to broker some sort of solution. Unfortunately, Dr. Muslim says on the issue of Israel and Palestine, the UN has been particularly powerless. I think international institutions that have no enforcement uh, agencies are unable to resolve the conflict. We have to acknowledge that. The United Nations, for instance, is an international institution that uh, uh, arbitrates and uh, that provides a platform for deliberation. But it doesn't. It's not um, an uh, enforcement agency. They don't have their own army to go and enforce things. Even if they had it, uh, the balance of power globally and within this institution is tilted towards the Israeli side. So it will not resolve the conflict. You know, there have been so many resolutions by the United Nations Security Council favoring the Palestinians, calling for the establishment of a Palestinian state, calling Israel to end its atrocities and occupation, but none were implemented. So if the UN is unable to do anything on its own to end the death and destruction in Gaza, what other solution is available? Dr. Muslim says whatever the next step, it must first and foremost be fair to both sides. He also suggests that for any kind of meaningful and long-lasting peace to be achieved, the current Israeli regime needs to be replaced with one that is more receptive to the peace process. Any solution that does not address the ongoing injustice won't work. Uh, you see, the international community has tried uh, to impose solutions on the Palestinian people and on the Israelis as well. Uh, but they have not been uh, equally enforcing. They always push the Palestinians. They never push the Israelis. But none of these solutions has uh, resulted in uh, justice and peace. So this expansionist settler colonial regime ha- has to be dismantled. In my, in my personal uh, view, yeah. that's the only way out. The only way out is to dismantle that apartheid regime. And this is not a radical view. This is what uh, any fair-minded person will say. It does not have to be through uh, bloodshed. You know, some people Mm. think that the only way out is to bomb the hell out of Israel, and that's it. It's not as simple as that. Israel is a regime. It's a political regime. So if when there is a political regime that has gone astray, you have to fix it or dismantle it and build up something else. And this is not very radical because it's happening in our contemporary times. You remember the Soviet Union? It was it, it was it collapsed, it was dismantled in a way. Yugoslavia is not there anymore. Apartheid South Africa, the entity is not there anymore. So Israel as a political regime maintaining oppression should be dismantled. Now, as mentioned earlier, Malaysia has been one of the staunchest supporters of the Palestinian cause, a fact not lost on Dr. Muslim. However, while he feels that the aid and assistance provided by us so far has been helpful, it is nowhere near what is required by the people of Gaza. Malaysian contribution, uh, humanitarian aid that is sent by Malaysian uh, government, NGOs, uh, individuals, reaches 
Palestine. But the size of destruction, the size of Israeli um, uh, atrocities is so huge that whatever you send uh, is still not enough. The estimates say that more than 50,000 homes were completely destroyed. More than 200,000 homes were partially destroyed. More than 70 mosques were completely destroyed. Three churches were destroyed. Uh, more than 10 hospitals were destroyed. So even if you send 100 million or 200 million, it's, it's still a drop in a big sea. So uh, we appreciate every uh, cent that is sent to help the Palestinians. But honestly, the size of the uh, Israeli atrocities is we have to do more. But despite the feeling that all hope may be lost, the Malaysian government and people remain steadfast in their determination to help the Palestinians, both in terms of humanitarian aid and political pressure. Prime Minister Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim has been bold in calling out the hypocrisy of some countries in how they deal with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. He also made it very clear that the death and destruction inflicted by Israeli forces cannot be allowed to continue. It is a level of insanity to allow people to be butchered, babies to be killed, hospitals to be bombed, and schools to be destroyed. This is the height of barbarism in this world. And amid international pressure on the Malaysian government to roll back its support for the Palestinians, Datuk Sri Anwar says these threats only make Malaysia more determined to push for justice. Saya tegaskan, Malaysia negara bebas dan merdeka. Dan Malaysia ini akan kekal sebagai negara yang berdaulat, yang akan pertahankan hak, yang akan perjuangkan kebebasan dan kebebasan rakyat Palestin. Hidup Palestin! Astro Radio News Podcast.